Okay, Iraq. Uh, it's William Morris from Halle London Radio. We're talking about Iraq. I'm just back from Baghdad. Now, the situation we I talked about with my enormous frustration at the Iranian involvement in putting down the demonstrations and the way that things are being handled. Okay, that's one issue. But the other issue is why are these demonstrations taking place in the first place? And let's just look at that for a moment because it is very important to understand where these kids are coming from. Many of them are university graduates. They're youngsters. They are frustrated. They're frustrated because there is zero prospect of jobs in Iraq, and not just in Baghdad, in Hilla, in Babel, in, uh, down in Najaf. There are demonstrations in Najaf. I mean, everywhere, really. Um, so the frustration is real. The frustration is great. People have no hope. You know how they can get a job? By paying a bribe. By paying a bribe to a ministry official to get a government job. I mean, that's possible. But many of these people are very poor. They can't afford, they can't afford bribes. Not on the scale that's required. No, it's really unfair that what's going on in one of the greatest oil-producing nations in the world, this is happening. Why is it happening? Well, the system is is broken. The system is that you have an election and then you have to negotiate between the various political parties to put together a majority so that you can govern. But the problem is that we are now having governments of national unity that bring in virtually all the parties and the the basis on which the negotiations are taking place are, I'll have that ministry, you have this ministry, I'll have that ministry, she'll have that ministry, she, that fellow over there will have this ministry, we'll negotiate. You get the ministry, and you become minister for communications or minister for education or whatever. You put your own cronies in. I'm going to put my team of diplomats in. And not just one or two, a swathe of them. And what happens to the old team? Oh, they're not going. They can just go home, but they'll still get their salaries. They'll be ghost employees. Uh -huh. some, some people may get employed twice. Some people will get employed three times. because. Uh, but they, the, the public sector employment list in Iraq is immense. It takes up a massive chunk of the budget because of these basically corrupt practices. So... The and and there's it's a marketplace, and what happens is the ministries become little fiefdoms. The prime minister becomes weak, becomes ineffective, because he's had to negotiate for power by handing out little goodies, little pieces of cake to his cronies, and they keep their pieces of cake. They keep their pieces of cake, and they say, "Whoa, well, if you don't, if you don't." If you try to interfere with us and stop our corruption, we will we'll take our votes away. You know, I mean, it's a ridiculous system. And um, it was made worse by, uh, in my view, by Maliki. A lot of people really like Maliki because he was tough. But for to keep us a second term, he reformed the Constitution. And it reformed the Constitution so that Prior to that, uh, prior to um, on Maliki's first term, the election was based um, on a first. Well, it was on a national list, you know, so the whole nation was treated as one constituency, 
Um, same as they do in Israel, if you like. It's not. You may not. You may find it macabre, but but uh, so you. It means that people stand for election. They can. They have a chance, even if they're from a small political party. Um, Maliki reformed this, changed the constitution of Iraq to make uh, a whole multitude of, con- of constituencies by governorate, so governorate-based elections. This gave more power to the major parties because the little minority parties couldn't glean enough votes without going national. Um, and it made it also more sectarian because the when you had nationalists pre-Maliki, um, then you would have to, you wanted power, you had to make a deal, especially with a small party, you had to make a deal, uh, let's say you were a Sunni party, you had to ally, ally with somebody from the Shiite community and somebody from the Kurdish community to get enough votes to to win a, a seat. So the the system has got more and more broken. Uh, you, you may think it's bizarre that they had national election lists, but it's better for minorities. It's better in a multifaceted country like Iraq. Iraq has three major political blocs, Kurd, Shiite, and Sunni. I mean, you know, and then the subdivisions within those. And you, uh, you, need, you need a, a kind of a, a different approach. So um, this is my view. Maliki broke it. And it hasn't repaired. You need constitutional reform in Iraq to get things into some sort of sensible sensible way forward um and corruption has corruption has just burgeoned under this new system post malachi it was bad enough before mind you um and there is the traditional form of corruption which is is uh, contract deals so your ministry puts out a deal and i'm going to give it to my cronies so we'll um, i will put the price up uh, that kind of thing. Uh, that traditional corruption is there. Uh, but the people on the street are frustrated because they're watching fat cats get rich and they have no jobs. I mean, you know, this oil money is being sucked out of the nation into the pockets of some minority of people. And the ordinary people are in despair and despondency. And what do they get? They get... No hope. No better future. So Iraq needs... What does Iraq need? Iraq needs electoral reform. Um, and more than that, it needs... Uh, it needs a, I suppose it needs a, a strong leader. Um, but a strong leader with a compassionate care for the country as a whole. A care for the ordinary people. And, uh, and, and a disdain for corruption. Now who's going to help make this better? The blooming Marjoria. I'm talking about Ayatollah Sistani, who's sitting on his backside watching Iraq burn. Sistani, you should do better. Sistani, you should be ashamed. Sistani, this is your fault. You're the only man with the power and the influence. You may be old, you may be sick, but there is no excuse. You have a very fine young son who's politically aware and who knows what time of day it is you have the power and the influence to change this you put in a compromised prime minister uh, who has proved weak well it was your doing you did this nobody else you insisted on this prime minister ayatollah sistani 
it is your fault. You are to blame for all the misery in Iraq now, and it's time you repaired things. And you're to blame for something else, too. You formed the Heisht al-Shabi to fight Daesh. Well done. Congratulations. That was an achievement. Well done, Ayatollah Sistani. You called the people of Iraq forward to do this, to fight this obscenity that was Daesh, that threatened the very heart and soul of Iraq. Successful. Good. Well done. Mabruk. Alhamdulillah. But you have not dissolved these groups. You've sat back on your backside in Najaf and watched Iraq tear its soul out. You are disgraceful. You should be ashamed. You should be profoundly ashamed. May God judge you. May you be judged. You must answer for this failure on your part because you, you, you and you alone have the power to change things. That is my view. I really hold it very strongly. I think Iraq cannot be allowed to go on like this. This neglect is a disgrace. This present situation is a disgrace. The way the Heshter Shabi are acting is a disgrace, an utter disgrace. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, how, the 18th Brigade of the Heshter Shabi are going assassinating people. What are the rest of them doing? Harvey Alamri, where are you? Hadir al-Amri, a man I respect. A lot of you won't respect Hadir al-Amri. You'll think he's some, some tool for Iran. But I respect him. He's a man with a brain. He's ambitious. He, has, he can understand things. He may be ruthless, terribly ruthless, but nonetheless, he's a man with a brain. Where are you, Hadir al-Amri? While, while your fellow Heisht al-Shabi members are killing your children? I mean, what is this? What is this in Iraq? So, do um, you know? I mean, it is time. It is time. It is time for change. It's time for change. It's time for all Iraqis to pull together. Um, the days of a confederation, the dream of a confederation of Iraq where you had a kind of Sunni autonomy, Shiite autonomy, and Kurdish autonomy are gone. The Kurds destroyed that because of their referendum on independence, ill-timed for selfish reasons. But Iraq can be one, can pull itself together, can be a multicultural, multifaceted society, can be better. And let it be so, for goodness sake. This is enough. This is enough. This is enough. You know, I... End with one thing. I... I, I it was a joy to be in Baghdad. Oh, I know the misery that was going on on the streets of Tahrir Square. But what are the precious memories for me? I went out, uh, you know, on uh, in Karada to buy ice cream in the evening with friends. You know, I could do that. I could, I could go. Uh, to supper with friends in Jadaria. I could do that. I didn't need massive security. Not for me. The children of Iraq need massive security, but me, I could. And, you know, and I could go downtown and buy Min al-Sola, you know, that, that, that wonderful Iraqi suite that, um, you know, they, they make in flour. It's, oh, gosh, it's, well, I think it's delicious. I don't know whether you like it, but... Anyway, um, 
what does that mean? Men and summer from the sky, like manna from heaven. Um, anyway, I could do that. I could, I could get out and about the whole vibrancy of Iraq. But the young people have lost faith, lost hope in democracy, and pity the young. Pity the young. Young people are the vulnerable in our society. They're very young, they're very old. They deserve our special care. And Iraq, Iraq, you are abusing your young. And somebody must answer for it. Needs a new beginning. God bless Iraq. Okay. More follows. Thank you. <laughs>